most known for his YouTube channel where he focuses on delivering fitness, nutrition and lifestyle content. His main channel has amassed over 350,000 subscribers and over 36 million video views. His John Venus podcast is focused on discussions about the ethics of veganism and he has been dubbed one of the world's hottest vegans. Please, yes, <laughs> please welcome to the stage, John Venus. What's up guys? How are you doing today? All right, so before we get started, I just want to say I'm gonna do a little speech and then we're gonna to get to the meat of this uh, you know speech which is gonna be a Q&A so just before I get started how many of you guys sitting here today are somewhat familiar with what I do just raise your hands real quick okay wow that was a great ego stroke thank you <laughs> all right so a little bit of background for you guys who don't know uh, much about me um, I was a YouTuber way before I turned vegan. And that's how the whole journey started. So I started making fitness content back in 2012, sharing my journey and my new passion for fitness, uh, sharing tips about how to build muscle and how to eat. Of course, the, uh, <laughs> the tips and uh, the, the information I was giving out was very, very, you know, against what I am, you know, preaching today. And the way that I got to the point of turning vegan was once my brother one day came back home to our family house and announced in a dinner that he was not partaking in our barbecue feast. Now, this was very, very shocking. This was about, I'd say, seven years ago. And back then, I've never heard about, you know, I had no idea what vegan was. I'd never heard the word vegan before. So him saying that he was not gonna touch anything, no, not gonna touch eggs, fish, and no steak, that was a huge shock to me because we, as a family, uh, being half Brazilian, half Norwegian, we had a lot of meat on our plates on a daily basis, and twice a week we would have massive barbecue feasts with rump steaks, chicken hearts, I know it sounds disgusting, and <laughs> loads of different sausages. So this was always a very, very big family tradition for us, we were really proud of our family time gorging on you know, these uh, meats and uh, animal products. So for me, when I heard that he was going vegan, I was very, very defensive. I got very, very upset. I started making fun of him. I was so upset that I, I'd rather you know, hear that he, 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 he became a drug addict or something else. Like That was how extreme I was in my views because I thought that meat and animal products was essential for fitness, for human health, and you know, obviously, <laughs> I, I was very wrong. So, you know, I just let him be. Eventually, gave him a hard time whenever I could, but he was patient. And eventually, a couple years later, I decided to watch a movie called Earthlings with my uh, wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, Catherine. And that was the most disturbing, you know, thing I've ever seen in my life. How many of you guys have seen Earthlings here? Raise your hands. All right, so you guys know what I'm talking about. So about the behind the scenes of the animal industry and how you know animal exploita exploitation takes place uh, in the world today. Horrible stuff. So that video was very shocking to me and Catherine. 
And after that movie was done, we decided on the spot that we had to do something, try something to, you know, live a life where we didn't support these industries. So, right then, we decided to go vegan, and we never looked back ever since. Actually, I had to eat one more Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream, and then I was ready. So, that was um, five years ago now, almost five years ago. Uh, so I've been vegan for quite a while now. Still, you know, I, 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 I'm considered the vegan grandpa of YouTube, but I've only been vegan five years, so it's really funny. And I can't wait to, you know, be able to stand here and say that I've been vegan for 25 years. It's gonna be amazing. So, ever since I decided to make the switch, my whole mission was to drop the focus on fitness and bodybuilding, particularly on my social media, and focus on sharing my journey and my perspective on why I changed my lifestyle, why I am now a vegan, and how I'm planning on building muscle and staying healthy on a vegan diet. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, you know, it's, it's been an amazing journey. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh, lessons learned, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of positivity. And, and it's, I've, I would never, ever have thought that five years after going vegan that I would be here at the vegan camp out, my first festival in my life with 7,000 other amazing, animal-loving, tree-hugging vegans. <laughs> So, before I get into the Q&A, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of health and just movement in general. So, nowadays it's easier than ever to go vegan. Everyone has a, or every restaurant has a vegan option. Uh, all the grocery stores have amazing, you know, junk food options to choose from. From cheeses to ice creams to brownies, cakes, that kind of stuff. It's pretty amazing. I'm a huge fan. But, at the same time, that means that it's easier than ever to be an unhealthy vegan, right? And what I've learned throughout the years is that, you know, just being vegan isn't enough because what is the point of being vegan if you're not going to look after your health and then if, you know, you, you keep at it for long enough, you're going to run into issues, right? And what we've seen in the past, um, I'd say, six months or a year, are some high-profile people who have quit the vegan lifestyle and blame the vegan diet for their health issues, which I'm totally against and I disagree with. But it, it just proves my point that it doesn't really help only being vegan if you're not looking after your health properly. So, moving your body is one thing that all of us do way too little of, my, myself included. Just moving your body enough is going to benefit your health in so many ways, you have no idea. Uh, I'd say it was two and a half years ago, me and my wife, Catherine, decided to commit to walking every single day for at least 10 to, like 10 minutes to one hour every single day of our lives. And we've been keeping this up with a few exceptions for the last two and a half years. And I need to tell you that the changes in, you know, the way I look at things, positivity, mindset has just been a lot better. It's, it just brings a lot of mental clarity. Just movement in general just makes you feel amazing and unfortunately not enough of us are moving around and some people might think that just because you're going to the gym and lifting weights for 30 minutes or an hour a day that it's enough but it's it's really not because we like our bodies are uh, you know machines that need to be used we need to move our bodies and 
most of us are getting way too little steps in a day. It's crazy when you look at it, um, you know, when you see the average steps that people are, are you know, at uh, in Europe and especially in the US. It's pretty scary because, you know, we were meant to walk around, meant to move our body. It's super important. So, you know, what I'm trying to tell you guys is that what I see here at the vegan camp out and what I see online is people going vegan and, you know, doing it for the right reasons, uh, which, you know, is something that you have to find for yourself. But a lot of times, unfortunately, they neglect nutrition and health and they try to, you know, just do whatever, like eat the same way that they used to eat on a Western processed food diet. And that doesn't work out, right? Because we know that healthy whole plant foods are the key to health. I mean, we've heard so many amazing plant-based doctors say this for many, many years now, many decades. So we know the power of whole plant foods. It's so important to get it in you and to limit processed foods. Now, I know how hard it is because it's a huge change if you're used to eating a lot of treats, junk food, um, you know, ice cream and pizza are my favorite. I, I could have it on a daily basis, but we have to realize that these foods are not gonna set us up for success. It's fine to have it once in a while, but the key is to have a lot more of the healthy whole plant foods than you're having these processed, um, you know, less healthy foods. So, if you are thinking that you are you know, on the way to becoming the most healthy version of yourself. Amazing, it's all about progression. It's not about perfection. You know, it takes a long time. It took me, I'd say, three, three years of being vegan and you know, focusing on plant-based, whole food, plant-based nutrition to finally get over my, uh, you know, bad relationships with food. So, being a bodybuilder and like, you know, trying to build as much muscle as possible, shed a lot of fat, I always uh, focused on uh, you know, trying to track calories in the beginning of, of my journey. And a lot of times that, in the fitness industry, that leads to uh, binge eating and a lot of unhealthy behavior. So it doesn't help just thinking that you're doing a good job by doing what looks on the surface to be correct by lifting weights and, you know, eating protein powders and that kind of stuff. You have to actually, you know, take a holistic approach and really try to focus on how you're feeling day to day, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, reducing stress, having a positive mental attitude is going to be so important. And that is what I try to bring to my style of activism and how I try to convince people to go vegan is by showing how easy this can be if you just put in a little bit of time and effort into learning the principles of training and nutrition. So. I would say that uh, the main thing that I want to do today is inspire you guys not to become the next vegan bodybuilding icon or whatever that means, but just to take a little step forward in terms of improving your health. Just a small one. It doesn't need to go you know, from one extreme to the next. And that is how a lot of people do it. And unfortunately, I see this all the time. So many of my clients change from a whole, like a Western processed food diet into a very fiber-rich, very um, you know, whole food, plant-based diet, and they struggle because it's so, so different. But that doesn't mean that it's bad, right? A lot of people will say the vegan diet doesn't work because they feel bloated, they, they're gassy, they're just farting all over the place. And uh, you know, we all know, we've all been there, I think. You know, uh, we'll see like, you know, in half an hour how this room smells like, we'll see if the, if the myths are true that you know, vegans fart a lot. But um, I think that you know, all of us are, 
you know, on the right way to understanding how to eat a vegan diet that is actually optimal for us. So, for me, at the end of the day, positivity and optimism is always going to win the battle. And I love every single form of vegan activism. I'm a huge fan of everything that everyone is doing. And the way that I've tried to approach things is to you know, do my best to focus on the psychology of the person who is eating a lot of animal products and trying to build muscle and be healthy, to see and look at things from a different you know, pair of eyes. It's something that I've been doing for a very long time. Psychology is so fascinating, it's so hard to you know, get good at understanding it. But I feel like with the years, what I've seen is that the more you try to lead by example, the more you try to help people, the, the more people are gonna listen to you and the more action they're gonna take. So, at the end of the day, I'm only here to spread this message. This is what I set out to do a long time ago and this is what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my life because this is the most important message that we can be spreading, in my opinion, and all of you guys are doing an amazing, amazing job. Just being here means that you're, you're like, you know, you're the 1% or even less you know, of the people of the population who are on the right track and that is amazing. You guys are just such an inspiration to me. I've never seen an event like this, it's crazy. And just clap it up for each other, it's amazing. Guys. All right guys, so just not to waste any more time, I wanna talk about things that you wanna talk about. And what I really like doing is answering your questions from the audience. So we're gonna be doing Q and A's right now. So if you have a question about anything you want, I'm here to answer. So think about something interesting, something that you need help with, get personal, get very, you know, ask detailed questions that will be beneficial to you and everyone else in the audience. Or you can go super selfish and ask something that only applies to your own life. It's whatever you guys want. So. What's, uh, yeah, we got a microphone here at the front, so all you gotta do is raise your hand, and then we can go around and talk. Hopefully we can bring some more value to this speech. I'm excited. You ready? I'm ready. Hi, yeah, um, I've done a lot of long distance cycling in my life, and since I've gone vegan, I realize I poop earlier, like I haven't got it kind of in me as I used to, and I just wonder if you've got any tips for that, sort of endurance sport. You do what earlier, sorry? Long distance cycling to going out for kind yep. of like 60, 100 miles and I just don't feel like I have it in me quite as much and I don't know if it's just age or... Um, yeah. How long have you uh, been on this new uh, lifestyle? Probably um, the last 18 months. 18 months, okay. Yeah, so this is a trial and error. Um, it takes people a long time to figure out what their bodies run efficiently on. So a lot of people make the mistake of looking at someone online and say, seeing that they're recommending a 80-10-10 macronutrient split or a 60-20-20 you know, or a 50-40-30 or, you know, or whatever. It's not that simple. We gotta experiment. Some people do a lot better with higher amounts of protein in their diet. Some people do better with more fats. Some people do even better with less fats. So it's just about experimenting, trying different things. And obviously the main issue that I see occurring the most when it comes to long distance and just people who are training a lot is that they're not getting enough calories because they're eating, you know, foods that are not as calorie dense, right? When you're focusing on whole plant foods, a lot of times the foods are not gonna be very calorie dense. They're gonna be very low in calories, which, you know, it's not a bad thing, it's amazing because they have so many amazing nutrients that will benefit us. But it's, sometimes it can be very challenging to get enough. And when you're exercising that much, it's so important to get enough calories. You don't wanna be on a caloric deficit. 
when you're doing endurance or any type of training, you want to focus on getting enough. And it's just about experimenting with different amounts of fats and proteins and carbs into your diet. And you don't need to track everything, just, you know, make a conscious decision of one day trying to eat more nuts than, you know, you're used to or, you know, more nut butter or, you know, a little bit less, uh, you know, of refined grains, a little bit less uh, lentils, switch, switch up the carbohydrate sources and um, see how your body reacts. It's just about experimentation, but eventually you'll find out. John, we're over here for the next question. Okay, I'll, I'm pretending that I know where you guys are. Okay, <laughs> right. Hello, um, I was just wondering, um, I went vegan a few years ago, um, but recently tried to transition to a more um, plant-based diet, which I realized was really, really different. Right. And um, I was just wondering, I want to take the next step soon to increasing my activity and gaining more muscle. I was just wondering how important is it to like count all your macronutrients mm -hmm. and calories? Because I find it so overwhelming. 100%. And you're not wrong to find it overwhelming. It is. And a lot of times uh, doing, you know, counting macros can be very counterproductive depending on your personality, your history with, you know, uh, you know eating habits and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not always a good idea to track calories and macros. But what I will say is that it can be helpful initially just to see where you're at, you know, see where, you know, your average calorie number is at every day to see how much, you know, protein, fats, carbs you're doing. But it's not something that you should, you know, focus on or do for a very long period of time. In my opinion, you can do it if you want to. And if you're a bodybuilder or something and you're prepping for a show, you kind of have to. But I never track any macros or calories. I, I just, you know, intuitively eat as humans, you know, should. We, we're not supposed to be, you know, logging everything on our phone and trying to find out uh, exactly how much we're eating and controlling everything. Um, it's, it can be very, very helpful, and I'm a huge fan of it. But at the same time, the end goal is always to be able to eat just intuitively and not stress about it. So I'd say the, the most important thing is just to, you know, make sure that you're again getting enough calories. And the way you do that is, unfortunately, you have to track but you don't have to do it all the time. Once you've figured it out, you know, just eat the same amounts of foods and you'll learn how your body feels on certain amounts of calories and foods and then you can kind of just remember that feeling and then you can, you know, just uh, recreate that for as long as you want. Thank Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going over here because I know there's some, oops, sorry. I tried on a few people's feet. I apologize in advance. Come in, come in, come in. <laughs> Hi, so um, there are a lot of vegan fitness influencers on, on, on YouTube and stuff and a lot of them push a vegan diet as like the most healthy diet you could possibly eat. Um, but in my experience I've found a lot of them are pretty biased towards it, like they're ignoring like, uh, like the cases where it can be unhealthy. Um, so what would you say about the bias within fe vegan fitness influencers and how to sort of spot it? How to spot people who are not eating an optimal diet? Well, sort of like just, um, people who push fitness online yep. and are very biased towards a vegan diet because they, ah, okay. they believe in the ethics of it, so it, right. it forces them to think of it sure. as more healthy. What would you say about the bias well, of that? Yeah, that's a very good question. And, um, you know, I, I think I know most people within the, the vegan fitness scene, and I'd say almost all of them have a very similar approach to me, which is, you know, do whatever works for you. There is no uh, one way to do things. At least everyone who I, you know, work with, 
they have the same perspective. They're always promoting whatever works for each individual person, which is the right, you know, kind of recommendation in my opinion. So I, I'm definitely against a one-size-fits-all approach. However that looks, it's, you know, it doesn't work. We're all very, very different. I know so many people who come to me uh, for, for help who have sworn by uh, a certain way of eating and then a certain amount of time later they come back with different issues whether it's uh, you know low energy from not eating enough calories or anything else so it's really important not to think that there is a one-size-fits-all because that's not how anything works you gotta find out what, how your body works how you feel better and just replicate that but it takes experimentation you know to be honest most people I'd say 80% of people who go vegan don't really experience many, you know, any kind of side effects at all, or you know, they're they don't they're not struggling with getting enough calories because again, people are, you know, make, they're more educated than ever. There's a lot of uh, YouTubers and and uh, websites, doctors, uh, explaining the benefit of you know eating a varied plant-based diet. So I'm not worried at all, but yeah, I'm definitely against a one-size-fits-all approach, and yeah, I really don't recommend it. But uh, does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, hi, John. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, do you think athletes who are raised vegan have an advantage over athletes who go vegan later in life? And um, what supplements do you take and do you give your kid any supplements? Okay, so advantages in terms of uh, being born vegan versus not being born vegan. In terms of bodybuilding itself, that's what you're, you're talking about, right? Like actual fitness. Um, I'd say you know so because you're you're going to be healthier for longer, and then you know maybe your recovery time will always be spot on, and you're you're going to be able to optimize the results that you're getting in the gym uh, instead of you know you know getting 80% of the of the bang for your buck, you're getting you know 100%. So I, I'd say so. I haven't seen examples unfortunately yet. I'm looking forward to that time, and uh, maybe it's my son. We'll see who who who's the one to uh, be like the first example of this. Uh, but, uh, sorry? Nima Delgado, yeah, he's a good friend of mine and he was born vegetarian, so it's pretty close, but still, he was smashing in the eggs and, and the dairy, so it's kind of, you know, it's still a big difference. And in terms of supplementation, um, for myself, I only use uh, B12 and protein powder I use when I'm like really focusing on training. Uh, but not much, like I'll have one scoop in my smoothie or something like that just to give me a little extra boost because again, you can get all the protein that you need from whole foods. It's not necessary to use protein or supplements, it's just a very convenient way of doing it. It's much easier to, you know, throw a scoop of protein in the shaker than to prepare a burrito bowl, for example. So, for convenience, it's good, but of course, I do recommend you getting as much of it as possible from whole foods. And in terms of, uh, you know, my, my baby Noah, who just turned one, uh, he is, yeah, I mean, he's just taking the same supplements as me, just, uh, well, he's not taking protein powder, but he's, <laughs> so, that's really bad. I already know the carnivores are gonna use this clip. Damn it, screwed up. Anyway, uh, he's only taking B12, yeah. We're over here, next question. Hiya. Um... <laughs> there you go, yeah. How's it going? Good. Um, so I compete in powerlifting. I tend to clean up my diet a lot when I'm on prep for a competition. 
so um, every time I look into it, there seems to be a bit of a divide in the uh, community, the vegan community, regarding optimal protein amounts, especially when you're cutting weight. Right. Um, so I just wondered, what is your personal opinion on how you would ca calculate um, protein requirements per person, or mm -hmm. and you know how much you personally shoot for if you track it at all? That's an amazing question. Um, obviously, a question that I get a lot. <laughs> But uh, I'd say, you know, me personally, I, again, I don't track calories, I don't track macros, but I've been doing this for so long that I know which foods are high in protein and I just choose those, you know, more than foods that are less high in protein. So uh, I'd say it's not only in the vegan scene where there is disagreement on how much protein you need, it's just in general in the, in the health and fitness space, there's a lot of debate, a lot of, uh, you know, studies being published that are trying to find out the golden number to shoot for, but to be honest, I've seen so many conflicting studies. I've seen studies where people are, you know, it's like a, fed a very low protein diet, and then uh, a different group fed a very, like a three times as much, and the, you know, rate of muscle protein synthesis and, you know, muscle growth uh, during, a, I don't know how long it was, it didn't make a difference. So I, I think that we need less than people think, but at the same time, a lot of us vegans think that we don't need any protein. So if you're one of these uh, people, then you might need a little bit more than you think. But it's all about choosing foods that are higher in protein. My favorite sources of protein, personally, are definitely tofu and tempeh. Those are the two main high protein sources. I love it. I eat it almost every single day. So if you're wondering if you know soy gives you man boobs, oh wait, never mind. Um, sorry. Uh, well, I mean, soy is definitely not harmful, guys. Uh, I've done my blood work for five years in a row now, checking my testosterone, estrogen, never had an issue, and so, yeah, I eat tofu tempeh, uh, all kinds of legumes, beans, lentils, chickpeas, um, and then I also try to get a lot of protein from things that people don't really realize have protein, like quinoa, oatmeal, uh, you know, even, you know, some whole grain bread, uh, even things like mushrooms and dark leafy greens and broccoli have protein and if you eat a lot of it, it does add up quite a bit. It can be very helpful. But to answer your question, you know, what I recommend my clients is, like as a, what I've seen the most success with across the board is around 20% of their calories coming from protein. I know it doesn't make much sense, uh, but it's really hard for me to try to recommend anything when the uh, scientific or fitness community like disagree so much on it. So it's just about trial and error again. Thank you. Um, we'll go here, and then we'll go back there, and then over there. <laughs> Hiya. Um, I've only been vegan six months, and you mentioned you've been vegan five years. I'm wondering about uh, processed food that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So do you think the average health of vegans is going down? Because I guess, like, years and years ago, there wasn't very many options yes. for junk food. Whereas now, like even a VCO here, like there's mm -hmm. so much processed food yeah. that I mean, as someone who's just six months vegan, do you think like how do we counteract this uh, mm -hmm. transition? Because yeah. I, mean, I think lots of people are healthy not by choice, just because they couldn't find 100% uh, junk food and processed food so much years ago. Exactly, and that's the thing. Now they're you know a million times more vegan than it was than they were like 15 years ago, right? And like you're saying, 15 years ago there were only whole foods. Actually, even back when I turned vegan. Maybe it was because I didn't know that mock meats and these things existed, but I, I just ate whole foods and I was like the healthiest I've ever been in my life. And the more processed foods I, I ate, the, the worse I felt, the, the more body fat I gained, and the slower and more lethargic I felt. 
So I actually have a little story. So like there was a period of time, I don't know what got into us, but like me and Catherine decided to do like a six month period of eating Ben and Jerry, like vegan ice cream and, and vegan pizza on a daily basis and a lot of cereal. It was like, I'd say about 6,000 calories of really unhealthy processed foods a day for a very long time. And I gained so much weight, it's crazy. But, you know, my excuse was, at least I'm gonna prove people that if you eat processed unhealthy vegan food, you're gonna get very unhealthy and you're, gain, you're gonna gain a lot, a lot of body fat. So yeah, how to counter, counteract this is obviously just, it's education, you gotta know how to eat healthy, but it's also willpower, right? You have to actually wanna be healthy, you have to actually put in the work to optimize your health, or not even like to be the healthiest version of yourself, but at least to be healthy enough to you know, live a long and happy life. And it's all about actually putting in the work. I get so many questions saying, John, you know, how, how do I you know, know exactly how, many, how much protein I had to take, how much you know, sweet potato I had to eat per day, and all these questions that don't really mean anything. And a lot of people just you know, procrastinate and say they're gonna start going to the gym, start taking walks, going for hikes, and they never do it because they're so focused on the question marks and the unknowns that they're paralyzed and never take action. So it's about realizing that you have to put in the work. It, it is gonna take some time, it is gonna take effort, but it, what better investment is there in life than to try to eat a healthy diet and actually stay alive around your family and friends for a long time. Thank you. Okay, next question. We're right at the front now, down here. Hey. How are you? Uh, hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Um, I followed you since the start, really, when you were just still starting, like, heard the story about your brother and whatnot, and I was wondering, like, when you represent an industry that's so focused on how you look, um, and people get so obsessed with, you know, only trusting your advice if you look great, I wanted you to comment on your personal journey with your self-esteem and body image, because obviously you walking around vegan camp high, you probably get used to people observing you all the time, right. and that your success is probably really linked to just how you look and, and sure. what that journey was like for you. Sure, that's a very interesting question. So, I, I've never really struggled with body image um, issues. I've always been very confident in the way I look. I've always, I've never had a period in time in my life where I was overweight or anything. I've always been active as a kid. So, and my family was always, um, you know, relatively healthy. We had rice and beans and potatoes almost every day for, you know, the first 18 years of my life. So, um, yeah, it's really hard for me to answer this question because I have not, you know, actually experienced it myself. But you're right, like, you know, this, the fitness industry, and I don't even consider myself a part of the fitness industry anymore. Uh, I just focus on lifestyle and more nutrition and, you know, just healthy lifestyle in general. But yeah, like, absolutely, people trust the guys with abs, people trust the girls with the big booties. That's just how it is, uh, you know, vanity sells. And, you know, I'm, it's kind of hypocritical for me to say because I, to say that I'm kind of against that, that I'm you know, for a more holistic approach when I'm always like in the gym trying to grow my biceps, trying to catch up to Nima Delgado and you know, make an impact on the world and convince people to go vegan. But again, for me, I just look at the bigger picture. I just focus on my mission, my goal, which is to save the animals, the environment, and to optimize people's health. And that is enough for me to just have this weird contradiction of looking good and trying to inspire people with uh, my physique 
but at the same time do it for a, for, for a bigger reason that I feel very, very happy with. John, we're over here, your left, your left, this way, keep This going is so around. confusing. Over here. <laughs> cool. Hi, um, so the other day I was talking to a non-vegan and when the conversation went a bit negative for them, Right. They decided to turn around and pledge that they were going to eat double the amount of meat just right. to negate my veganism. That's what I told my brother. <laughs> so I'm just curious, as, as an influencer, how you find it best to deal with such aggression and negativity? Okay, so the, the way that I deal with it, you know, in person is a completely different thing from online, right? Like when you're saying something online, you're always going to get hate, you're always going to get those comments. but. I, I try to focus more on real life, like real interactions, and when I have interactions with non-vegans, um, it's always like I really try to, again, try to study their psychology, uh, what triggers them, and try not to step on their foot too hard, and uh, try to, you know, open their minds up, and instead of shutting them off straight away, to get them to be open to a discussion, a conversation about it, to open their eyes to you know to the fact that it is actually possible not to eat meat and to survive and be healthy and thrive so for me it's always been about trying to be as positive as possible even though it's really hard sometimes especially when you're getting these comments like you know i'm gonna eat double the amount of meat and you know i'm gonna smash into double whoppers so it's it's challenging and i've you know i, I went through a period of time where I, you know, I got very emotional uh, and had responses that were counterproductive. But this is the response that we all have when we're so passionate about something. We want to change the world. We want to try to save the environment, the animals. We are so passionate that sometimes we can't control our responses. But for me, once I've been, once I was able to do so, I've always had very successful conversations and have been able to turn you know, multiple pe people vegan uh, in real life as well. I mean, my family, we have nine people who are fully vegan for several years and everyone's thriving, killing it. So take that, carnivores. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. I think with uh, older people in particular, I've had a lot of success with uh, health documentaries and uh, explaining the science behind longevity and trying to get them to realize that if they want to stay around for a long time and uh, you know, be able to play with their grandkids or whatever, they're going to have to take health seriously. And there is so much strong evidence nowadays that a plant-based diet is not only healthy but optimal for health. You know, it's just about showing, showcasing these things and just recommending it without pushing it, not making it a requirement, but really making it appealing to them to, as if they're, they're about to get, go in on a secret, right? To show them something that is gonna blow their minds. And that might not help too much. It might, you know, it might be a planting a seed and they might only go vegan five years from the day you show them, but it's still, you know, very effective. And it's all about planting seeds at the end of the day. We can't really convince anyone to go vegan. People have to convince themselves. They have to want to do it themselves. Actually trying to get someone to go vegan is almost impossible. I've, I've, tr I've tried so hard and people really need to want to do it themselves. I mean, I, I have friends who care about animals and I 
you know, they were in a mindset of, no, no, I'm never going to go vegan. And even when I show them Earthlings, going into the mind, like going into the movie with the mindset of, no, I'm never going to go vegan no matter what. You know, once they watch Earthlings, no matter how much they love animals, they've already decided, so it's not going to help. They've got to want it themselves, and all you can do is just, you know, give a few suggestions here and there. And obviously that is really hard when it comes to family and friends. Um, a lot of people struggle with families who are very against what they're doing. But again, everyone has a different situation. I, I like everyone has um, to find out what the best form of activism is for them. Everyone has different communication styles and you just gotta practice. And the more you practice, the better you're gonna get and the, the more you're gonna figure out what is actually working for uh, to convince different people to actually look into it at least. Thank you, we're here now. Okay, next question. Hi, John. Hi, hi. <laughs> um, so, I've got a problem with my brother, who is a bodybuilder, and he represented uh, Britain a couple of years ago for NAC UK. Uh, I'm a vegan acrobat myself, and I oh, turned amazing. my boyfriend, and I turned my mom to vegan, but with my brother it's hard, because he is the bodybuilder, so I have no clue about that, right? That's what mm -hmm. he's saying. And he's just saying that it's not possible to build the muscles that much right. on the vegan diet. And whatever I'm going to show him, he will always turn it into no, but you don't know because I'm not a bodybuilder, right? So right. what should I say or how should I approach to surprise him with my mm -hmm. knowledge? Because my knowledge about nutrition or that I feel better is just not working. Mm -hmm. But you're obviously a bodybuilder and how would you comment on that? What would you Tell advise? him to arm wrestle me. We'll see who wins. <laughs> Just kidding, but when it comes to family, again, it's tricky. Uh, it's hard. It's a it's a long process. Again, it took. You know, my brother was vegan several years before I was even open to looking at it, right? But again, it, I, I would suggest because you know, if he's a bodybuilder, he's really into the whole thing. I would definitely suggest showing him uh, examples, right? Like uh, Nimai Delgado is a great example of you know, like the craziest you know biceps in the world or whatever. Like he he is like a very impressive bodybuilder. And there are more and more bodybuilders coming up. Like I, I just get mind blown, uh, like of the people who are tagging me on Instagram. I check them out, and like there are some really big guys out there. So it's just about pounding the examples. Not like you know, look at this. You have to switch. Look, look, you're wrong. But it's just about look. This guy's doing it. This guy's doing it. And just keep showing examples. And eventually, maybe you know, again, he has to want to do it for himself. So you know, just gotta keep trying. Be patient and hopefully you'll be able to, you know, convince them. We're here now, okay? Hi. Can we take some questions from the back? Uh, they feel like they've been left out a little bit. Hi, John. If anyone has any. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh, I have a question about uh, what we call complete protein. And uh, there's been a lot of myth about it that uh, you need to combine uh, lentils with uh, grains to, to right. make it a complete protein and yeah, just want to know what's, what's po your point of view about it. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not a myth in the sense that you need to combine different foods to get you know uh, different amino acid profiles, uh, that's absolutely true. There are some foods, uh, plant-based foods that are, you know, have a very high amino acid score like soy for example. So, you know, it really depends what you're eating, but again, you don't have to focus on combining this with this, and uh, as long as you're eating a balanced diet that includes all of the food groups, so veggies, fruits, nuts and seeds, 
legumes and grains, you're going to get enough of all of the amino acids. I mean, this is very easy to see if you just go to chronometer.com, log in your food, um, and you're going to see that the, all of the amino acids are met pretty easily as long as you're not just eating lettuce and carrots all day. We're over here now, got a bit further back. Oi, here we go. Hello. Hi, hi, how's it going? Um, I just wondered if you cook with oil, because mm. I've heard how it can um, not be so great when you're pumping your heart when you're exercising and then you got clogged arteries. And I just wondered how maybe, it, and also if you've experimented with it and, sure. and um, how it's affected your performance. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing question. Um, so, in terms of oil, most plant-based doctors, as most of us know, don't really recommend using a lot of oil. So that's kind of the recommendation that I go with. That is the recommendation that I kind of have implemented to, into my own life. I never cook with oil. I just saute my food. I, uh, so you grab it in a pan, instead of throwing oil on it, you throw a little bit of water, like just a splash. And then you throw whatever is going on top uh, onto the pan. And once the water starts evaporating, you just keep adding water in small amounts until your food is done. And that is a very efficient way to do it, and a very healthy way. And in my opinion, like the, the, the issue that I see the most with oil is, you know, it's, it's the most calorie dense thing that you can eat, right? And 80 or like 70% of people are struggling with, you know, being overweight and eating too many calories. And oil is gonna just boost the calories so much. And that is why it's very problematic to eat that if you're trying to control or like to, to get a healthier weight. It's very, very difficult to do that if you're eating oil. And then the health, uh, you know, effects of consuming oil. There's a lot of debate in this, uh, you know, in terms of like olive oil is healthy, but coconut oil is not, and these things. And for me, again, I just think about why eat oil if it's gonna, you know, make your life that much harder by adding that many calories into your meals. And when you know that doctors are saying that it's not healthy, you know, I don't see the point of it. It's tasty, I love it myself, and I've experimented with a lot of oil before, but I never feel good afterwards. Thank you, we're right here. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hi. Um, so, all my family eat quite a lot of vegan food because I'm vegan mm -hmm. and all that. And including my little brother. But he's very much in like, you know, first team rugby, he goes to the gym with the boys, you know. I tend to find that when he's with his friends, he suddenly becomes more scathing of mm -hmm. vegans and like, you know. Um, like, like embarrassed of saying that he's... Yeah, yep. so okay. basically my question is, how do you talk about this potential sort of masculinity mm -hmm. complex with mm. eating meat, and um, yeah, how do you deal with that? Yes, amazing question. So I think when it comes to this, it's all about, you know, this is something that he has to go through himself, like it's his journey. He has to understand that other people's judgment shouldn't affect the way that he lives his life. And that is something that people have to learn by themselves. Of course, you can point him in the right direction and give him some uh, you know, tips. But at the end of the day, he has to you know, learn to be himself, to be comfortable in his own skin, and to say whatever is on his mind authentically. And this is super hard in a world where everyone's trying to conform, every, everyone's trying to fit in. As, especially as a teen, it's very, very difficult for people to actually try to step out and go against the stream. So, you know, it's just something that he has to do uh, or go through himself. And hopefully, you know, one day he realizes that, you know, appealing or trying to appease others and uh, trying to conform or trying to hide certain things because he's embarrassed 
is not going to get him you know, anywhere and the only way forward is to be your true authentic self. Thank you. We're, we're back here now. Awesome. Last question, I'm guessing? Yeah, over here, you're back here. <laughs> Hey, um, so my friend just had a baby. And now everybody's, actually today. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Wrap it up. And now everybody's concerned about the diet of the baby. Oh, yeah. So you, you had a baby, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So do you know anything that she should be concerned about? Any tips? Is she concerned or is everyone else around her concerned? She's just concerned because everybody's concerned. Okay, now. sure. Yeah, I mean, that's how it always is. So um, people who don't understand the lifestyle, don't understand what's possible, will always be concerned when you're doing something completely different. It's very normal. So, um, you know, I, I get this a lot. Like, ever since uh, the baby was born, um, man, I've had uh, people comment, crazy comments, just like threats. People, like dozens of people in one video at one time were calling the um, child services in Norway where we were staying just because we we're raising him vegan. We're trying to explain how you know it is the healthiest and we're all obviously gonna do something that is uh, in alignment with our values. Why would we eat a certain way and believe in a certain way of living and then do the complete opposite with our kid? It doesn't make any sense. So it's just, again, she has to be you know, comfortable in her own skin. She has to do her research, you know, really be confident in what she's saying so that she can you know, have those good answers to give the, the skeptical family members. It's really important to you know, stay on top of your thing, especially when you're vegan, because if you're not, people are just going to you know, get more and more nervous. And you know, eventually, if people don't actually you know, break out of that, people oftentimes give in, unfortunately. So uh, peer pressure is real. It's one of the biggest reasons why people uh, don't go vegan or quit uh, veganism. It's definitely peer pressure, but it's just, it's just part of it. And unfortunately, until the majority or at least like a big portion of the world turns vegan, this is the way it's gonna be. And we have to all take responsibility, take the fight into our own hands and do our part and really try to learn and understand what's going on so that everyone can, for one, once and for all, understand that being vegan is not you know, a malnutritious way of living or anything negative, that it's actually the best thing that you can be doing for absolutely everything. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. That's it for me today. Thank you, Vegan Compound.